Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 177 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. brought to you in association with Sports Social the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network, and also Fanatics. Me and Pete at the moment, Lee, Lee is having a few technical difficulties, hopefully should be in in the next few minutes or so. Well, Pete, thank God, praise the Lord, we're sitting here on a Monday morning, man called him Monday morning, very early. Um, Everton survived. We were both there yesterday. Horrendous to, to live through, to sit through the build-up, the, the journey to the ground, the walk, the walk from Everton Valley to, to Goodison Park and everything in between. It was it was a horrible day, wasn't it? It was me, me and you at times were sort of standing there almost not knowing what to say, sitting in the ground before the game, unsure what to say, horrible, sickly feeling. And I think the over, overwhelming feeling is literally relief once again, isn't it? That, that's the word, mate. That you, you, you literally taking the word right out of my mouth because a few people have said to me, "Are you pleased? Are you, are you pleased that you that you won? That you stayed up? You know, did did, did you enjoy it? Oh, you know, the atmosphere must have been amazing." And I mean, oh, oh yeah, kind of, but but no, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not being downbeat downbeat about it, but you know what happened last season and and. You know, staying up in, in in the Crystal Palace game, that felt like like a novelty. You know, that felt like like a shock. How are we in this position? And you know, we 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 turned it round and we you know we we came back. We stayed up in in an unbelievable fashion. This season, it, it's become a pattern. And we, you know, we were teetering on the edge of the cliff. I mean, when that Leicester score score started filtering around the ground, and you know, we were down. You know that it it was just a sobering moment, um, and, and yeah, you're right. It, it was just it was horrible to be there. It was horrible to be a part of. And we were joking on the way down, weren't we? About would we would we rather be in the stadium or would we rather be at home? I I think I'd rather be in the stadium, but it was a tough watch. And I you know I don't think really any of the season's been enjoyable at all. Um, probably after about after about the first kind of six or seven games where things started to, to kind of tail off and we started to get into trouble really but yeah re- relief is the word um massive massive relief but big rebuild needed yeah i mean it's, it's going to be a huge a huge summer isn't it and and the main thing is we've got to this point now where we can and we you know we can look to look forward and, and we know we're going to be a premier league side um, obviously, there was, there was no thought before the, the full-time whistle yesterday about, well, from me and me, potential transfers, even the new kit. I've not even thought about it until this morning when I tweeted Hummel and said, when's it out? 
Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where we, we've been in limbo for so long because we knew we all knew it was going to go deep into the into the season in terms of how, you know when, when our fate was going to be decided, and we we, we did want to to avoid a, a last day relegation decider. We didn't do and and having obviously also along along with Leeds and Leicester, um, it was it was just a a, a day full of emotion. Um, you know, as you mentioned. You know, score, scores, as we said last week, would filter through. They did filter through. Um, and, uh, you know, people's people getting any kind of phone signal was was an absolute miracle. It was radios everywhere. Um, and a, a gentleman a couple of seats away from me was was, free, was telling us to score. So we knew Leicester had gone ahead. That was after we thought West Ham had gone ahead. And then Leicester all of a sudden seemed to lose their goal on one of the the the, uh, the, the goal apps. Then it reappeared again. So we knew, we you know, at that point, we were down, uh, and half time we were down, and it was quite a you know it was quite numb, quite numb to it all. You know, I didn't sit there. I wasn't threatened. It was it, it was strange in a way. It just I wasn't threatened about the fact that you know at that stage we were down. Um, it was just a case of it was always up to us to, to go and score a goal, and it was in our hands. And I hate that expression in our hands, but it was you know we, we knew at the start of the game. Score one goal effectively, win the game one nil. That's all that we've got to do. And as time was going on, Leicester scored. Leeds were behind early, but Leeds were less of a concern to me. They always were. For, for them to beat Spurs by three goals, and for us to, you know, at the very at the very worst, you know, draw. Um, it was one of those. They were less less of a concern, but Leicester were a big concern after that point against Newcastle the, the other day. But it was just. I don't remember '94. I was there '94 against Wimbledon. I didn't go in '98, so this, this is this is my first experience as an adult on the last game of the season, living through that, and it was just it, it was horrifying at times. But also, like I say, I, I still felt fairly relaxed. It was a little bit strange. I don't know why. Uh, maybe maybe I knew something. I was expecting a, a Neil Mopay winner. I've got to be honest with you. Um, but but Lee, you, you've you've managed to jump on. Um, what 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 are you feeling this morning? Me, me and Peter just said, you know, it was just immense. It's just immense relief after when that full time whistle went. Everything just sort of the weight that's been on our shoulders for for months ju- just fell away, and it's all it is now is is relief. And hopefully this summer can now act as a as a as a reset, as a springboard to to, to better days. Well, it's felt like a never ending journey, hasn't it? Just feels like it's just gone on forever, and um, I mean, look, I, I'll be honest with you. I'd rather have been in the stadium with you boys. Uh, you know, as you know, I was away, unfortunately, away in Portugal, but I could, so I couldn't make the game. But I watched it on Sky. I'm never doing that again. They, they, you know, they dramatise it like it's the next Spielberg movie. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, the, the amount of cut shots they were doing to the crowd with a head in the hands, and then the guys, you know, elevating his voice, and I was like, I had to put it on mute in the end. Um, I think that's your tactic when you watch it on Sky, and it might you tend to put it on mute. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, <laughs> um, especially if you've got characters as the as the co-commentator, the best thing to yeah, do. Just they don't half dramatise, you know, cut into different grounds. Oh, they've had a chance, and some guy spoons it about twenty yards over. You know, what I mean, it's it's pathetic. It's trying to generate interest, but anyway, back to the game, and uh, you know, you've, you've got to say the fans were unbelievable, weren't they? Absolutely unbelievable. Getting behind the team again, you know. Um, and you know, before the game, the scenes looked incredible. The noise. Um, I don't know whether you guys have heard the commentary from Neville uh, about the gantry. Did you hear about yeah. that? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen it, Pete, but Neville's basically saying, this place is shaking. This is, he goes, uh, I've never been on a gantry like it where it's actually physically moving when the goal went in, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, I mean, Goodison, I mean, bless her. I mean, we'll miss her massively and that goal will go down sometimes maybe for the wrong reason alongside Gareth Farrelly, you know, alongside Graeme Stewart, obviously Dom last year for the wrong reasons, but they will go down, you know, in history, won't they? Um, but yeah, I mean, feelings right now are just kind of, like you just said, a weight off your shoulders, um, relief, a bit of anger maybe as well. Um, you know, I think, the, the, the chanting at the end, I think all of us were that really in terms of 
you know, Mashiri's everything now. He's, he's he's got to come out now and make these decisions and you know get rid of the, the people that we know that weren't weren't in ascendance yesterday uh, and and just reset the whole thing. Um, but yeah, at the moment, like I said, it's a mixture of complete relief and you know we can never do this again. I, I don't think I don't think my heart would actually take doing this again. You know, it was uh, it's been it's been. Uh, a horrendous couple of seasons, hasn't it? You know, to go through what we went through last season, and and that was, as I said this this last week. You know, it's you can have one season like that, and it's it's an anomaly. When you have more than one, when it comes two, three, it starts to become a habit, and there's only only so many times you can dodge the bullet. It's 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 that simple, really. You know, Leeds found it out. They went to the last game last season, survived. They went down in the last game this season. Everton are constantly, constantly on on the edge, and and it's unacceptable. It's it's massively unacceptable. So I'm I'm not going to sit here and and be full of the, the the joys of spring, so to speak, because we survived. Yeah, we're all delighted. Of course we are. It's it's effectively something that that could have that could have saved our club. Let's let's be brutally honest about it. But it's unacceptable yet again that we find ourselves in this position. Um, but it, it was funny, you know, be, before the game. You know, I was thinking about little things that what what might work. I'm not superstitious at all. I'm just well, I, I say that I've I've quite often over the course of this season worn the same clothes that I've worn some matches that 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 we've won. Um, but but yesterday was, was a funny one. I'm, I'm not religious. Um, I was baptized as a kid. Uh, went to a Catholic school and and what have you. I put me little small crucifix in me well to show a piece of the game and me little a small gold crucifix in the uh in the coin pocket of me wallet um that got a little kiss before before the uh the first whistle went me and pete went down to bramley moor uh, for a little drink before the game saw the ground i did that before the leeds game this season so little things that i was i was doing and you know for, for those for those people who like myself who maybe aren't religious but Listen, if, if if I'm wrong, then I called upon anyone and anything to listen um, to, to help us across the line. Um, so so next season, I'll I'll definitely be carrying that a little cross on me Wallace every for every single game. But you try and do you try and do what you can, don't you? You just try and do little things that you think you think might help. But like you say, you know, the, as as a fan base, unbelievable that the scenes before the game. The, the footage from from obviously the the drone footage is, is incredible. Um, we could hear the noise we were in for the wall, me and Pete. We could hear the noise of the of the crowd outside and coming into the ground. And before the game, it was just incredible. It, it was busy. Everybody was in early. Um, the noise when the players were, were waiting to, to come out, you know, for, for sort of 10 minutes was just absolutely sensational. Not, not heard anything like that in my time, I've, I've got to be totally honest. Um, and we know, you know, the, the fans are, were such a huge part of this club and it's such a, a huge reason why we survived, you know, over the last, the last two seasons. Um, but it was just, you know, it, it's a game that I sort of want to quickly quickly forget I've got to be honest with you it wasn't you know Sean Dyche for me deserves massive credit for, for for what he did what he's done since he's come in overall we'll look at the wins that we've got as a five wins he's got four one mils at home um, and then obviously the five one away at Brighton he deserves credit for getting us over the line that was it that was what he was tasked with doing fantastic that you know and the setup yesterday he couldn't do anything else he literally couldn't do anything else could he you know we've got all of our full backs injured. Uh, we've got no Dominic Calvert Lewin as well. So what more could he do? So the set off obviously was 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 fine. You know, we had James Garner playing like wing back, who I thought was absolutely fantastic. What what a performance from him, getting better every single time I see him. Um but I, I do think Peter Mindy does deserve some some real credit there for for one, getting us over the line and 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 doing what he was he was tasked with doing. But two I think in terms of his comments post-match, where he said a lot of what we were thinking as well. Yeah, he, he really does deserve a lot of credit, and he he deserves to have a full season next year. And uh, you know, look, let, let's be straight about it. I don't think any one of us um, prior to the start of the season would have been pleased about Sean Dyche being our manager. And when he's been linked with us in the past, 
you, the three of us have wanted him nowhere near the club. But given the situation we were in, you know, we, we needed a steady pair of hands, somebody that understands how to, to, to get the best out of a, a, a squad quickly. And, you know, it's a cliche, stop the rot. And that's exactly what he's done. Exactly what he's done. You know, there were maybe two or three games where we had a bit of a wobble. And I think we've probably questioned some of his um, his decisions in terms of starting lineup and uh, and changes. But when you look at the position we were in and what he's got out of us, it's just astonishing that he's kept us up. It like you know, really, really is. He, he deserves so much credit. Um, you know, made, made us tough to beat. You know, kept us in games. You know, you look at some of the results we got. Some of the, you know, some of the wins and you know, some of the draws were. You know, we said it ourselves on the podcast. You, you're wondering, you know, could we have got the win? But the, those draws now, how important are they? You know, the 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 points that have kept us up. And he, he seems to understand the club, doesn't he? He seems to understand the fan base. Uh, and, you know, like, like you said, his comments about, you know, I think that the fans having a hard edge um, and, you know, the, the the club being kind of fractured, the club having cracks but not being broken. Uh, that's that's the that's the reality. You know, we, we need a, a summer now where big, big things need to change at the fundamental structural levels of, of the club for us to have a, a bright future. But... I hope I hope that he's a part of it, um, and I, you know, I, I hope that we back him with the right sort of recruitment. That's going to be the key thing now. C- can we get the right sort of players in to to give him a you know a good opportunity to show what he can do? I mean, I, I I said it not long after he came in. This is his biggest job in football. It's the biggest job he's ever had. It might might be the biggest job that he's likely ever going to have. So let's hope he can be as successful as possible with us, and you know, he, he, it's an opportunity for him to to show us and everybody else what what he can do. And you know, look, he's he's got us back to being a tough Everton, hard to beat, aggressive, organised, dangerous at set pieces, staying in games late on. You know, we we lost that, didn't we? You know, we lost that. We would go goal down, and you could feel it inside. You know, get game over now. We're not not got a not got a sniff, not got a hope. Well, you concede late, you know that. That's it, you know. We 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 lost being the Everton that could, um, you know, that could turn things around. So you look at like the result of Chelsea, the Ellis Sims goal, getting back to to uh, you know to two two, or you know just being able to be competitive over ninety minutes. That it's it, it's it's another essential that you need to be in this league, and he's he's found a way to instill it back into us quickly. So he deserves a huge amount of of credit, and um, you know I'm not just saying it through Everton tinted glasses because I've now got some kind of romantic bias towards Sean Dyche but he's he's got up in my estimation because he's he's not just come in and played the kind of 4-4-2 that everybody thought he would you know he's been adaptive I mean look, we've gone into the last game of the season fair enough his hand was forced playing playing a back three or a back five you know I don't think anyone would have expected that from Sean Dyche so he's he's not a one-trick pony he's you know he, 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 he's shown a lot of people um I, I think a lot a lot of different aspects to who he is since he's come in. So I, I really hope he gets a good opportunity next season and he'll certainly have my full backing. I think those words are absolutely spot on there, Pete. I think that was really well summarised that. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. He's changed our opinions, hasn't he? I think he's not just those. I think he's changed opinions of a lot of the fan base. Um, what you not what you see is what you get with Daesh. And, he, you know, he's... You're not going to get Deserby football with him, are you? Or Pep, or you know, he's not one of those fashion Easter type managers. Do you know what I mean? Um, but fair, fair play. I mean, he's like Pete just said there. He's come in. He's at. He's at, you know. He's inherited. Let's be honest. Um, a really imbalanced squad. I mean, you've just summarised it there, mate. You know, no fullbacks were fit yesterday. Okay, that, that that's injuries as well. But we, we're still lacking in certain areas. Then you've got the centre forward uh, problem. You know, selling 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 Richarlison, um, not not replacing him, selling Anthony Gordon in January, not spending the money on him, relying on Calvert Lewin, who's who's, you know, for me he's shown what a top footballer he is and the little cameos he's had. Um, you know, but he just can't stay fit. You know what I mean? So it's 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 an absolute mess what he's kind of walked into. But he's had to adapt to it. There's at times where we we we've, we've criticised him where he's probably been maybe. 
a little bit too negative or a little bit too cautious. You know, the game to uh, Leicester springs to mind, Forest, where we were, you know, we could have probably put that game to bed and then, you know, he's not gone for it and he's, he's sort of, the pragmatic side of him has kicked in. But like Pete said, those points now are crucial, which they are, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, look, like like we said, we're not we're never ever gonna get um, you know champagne football with him. But um, like Pete just said again, you know he deserves a chance now to restructure this squad. He'll know the characters in there now. He'll know some of the players that uh, you know he wants to keep. He'll know some of the you know the, the areas where we need to improve. Or well, we all know that, but he'll know as well. Certain players will obviously move on. Um, you know and and. A fair play to him. He, you know, he's, he's he's endeared himself to the fans. You know, he is in the mould of a of an Allardyce and um, Benitez style. There's no doubt about it in that respect. But I think he's a lot a lot warmer of a character, isn't he? Um, and, and and fans have taken to him because of that. As you know, if anything else, I, th- I think yesterday. I think that, that post match interview, the ones we've seen with obviously Everton's official one, um, Sky Sports. When when he said what he said about obviously it's it's not acceptable you know it, for for Everton a football club we shouldn't be in this position and I think that he he showed a sense of relief himself he came across I think as, as a different a different person yesterday I've got to be honest I think he's sort of been if you watch his press conferences and, and how he speaks post match prior to yesterday he, he's quite he seems comes across as, as, as quite a hard line fella I thought he. He almost softened a little bit in terms of, of of how he spoke yesterday, but he spoke with with a lot of emotion, um, a lot of clarity, and what he said was very very true. And I, and I like that. I like what he was saying. I think I think he felt the pressure, and he said himself, "Listen, I've been living it for four months." He, he knows, you know, and and maybe at times he, he doesn't show it uh, because he can't show, he can't afford to show it. But he he, he has been living it, and he's been dealt a difficult hand, as we as we've mentioned in terms of the injuries. Came in, didn't get any kind of backing in, in the transfer window in January. Uh, people forget that we brought nobody in. We we lost obviously Anthony Gordon, who who, who was moved on. So you know the, the squad he thought he was inheriting was was even worse. And then to throw into the mix the the injuries, the suspension to to the core for three matches was a massive massive factor as well. We missed him hugely. Um, so for him to to get us out of the out of the hole, albeit the last game of the season. As I say, he, he does deserve huge, huge credit for that. Um and and I hope now, you know, that he he is given that time. He's 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 certainly given next season to stabilise. You know, if we're looking at aims, we're looking obviously too far ahead. But if you're looking at, at aims, the aim for next season is to first of all stay in the Premier League. But you know, if you said we saw sort of between twelfth and fourteenth, and you're not going into the last sort of two or three weeks of the season looking to stay up, then that would be that would be progression. And I think Sean Dyche can do that. He, he he can bring that stability. We we know now after four months of Sean Dyche what to expect in terms of how he how he usually sets up. Um, we have become better and more of a threat from from set pieces. We have looked that little bit stronger at the back. But obviously, players are going to get moved on. We know Yeri Mina, last game, obviously, yesterday, that was announced. Um, Jared Brownthwaite, due to come back in. The likes of Onana will be off. I think that's that, that's pretty obvious. There's a lot of players who are going to be moved on. So it's be interesting to see what we do in the transfer window. Um, but but I, I, agree, to... I agree with that. You said 12-14 there. I think, first and foremost, he's got to get the balance of that, that squad right, hasn't he? he, he you know... For years now, we've we've been, you know, we know now the reason why Mashiri getting involved, Usmanov getting involved, you know, in terms of, you know, almost kind of a, like a mini bowly at Chelsea, isn't it, but on a, on a lesser scale, you know, being involved with agents, not letting brands do that, do his job to sign players, you know, you've you've heard brands come out in interviews recently saying, you know, we had these guys, you know, scouted, and then we suddenly Benitez goes and gets Rondon, you know what I mean, and and and, and things like that. I mean, we need to get rid of all that. It's the reason why we are where we are the last two seasons is an accumulation of you know a lot of bad decisions at the very top, um, and and now they they need to know. You know Mashiri has uh, shown signs this year of letting 
you know, the likes of Thelwell and that get on with their job. Obviously, we've now been hampered by, obviously, financial fair play, haven't we? You know what I mean? We were linked with that guy, Kieres, uh, um at Coventry. He looks a really good fit to the way Dice wants to play. And, you know, he can hold the ball up. He, he's, he's decent. He can, he's a decent finisher. He's, he can get in behind. He's good in the air. You know, and we were heavily linked with him, weren't we? And Amanda Brozier. And then we didn't get any of those deals over the line for one reason or another. And then we end up with Neil Mopé. You know, he's, he's nothing like the profile of those players. You know what I mean? So, we've just, we've just got, you know, Mopé will definitely be gone. He won't be in an Everton shirt again. And, and, and rightly so. He, he's, he's, he just doesn't, you know, fit the way we want to play. And for me, he's not a Premier League striker anyway. Um, and then, Yeri, you mentioned there. You know what I mean? He's missed just under half the game, sadly, because of fitness. But how can you not love Yeri Mina? I mean, we had Danny Donerke on our podcast talking glowingly about him as a character. You know, the friendship they've, they've, they've got, you know, he's been posting on, obviously, Twitter recently about that. I mean, what a guy to have around. Training guys. It's just such a shame he's not been fit for, you know, for half his time here because he's, he's been vital, Mike, in terms of the results we've had recently. He got that last-minute goal uh, last week. OK, that wasn't the difference between staying up and not in the end, but it could have been. And then not only that, it takes us into this game, you know, with a lot more buoyancy because we've managed to, you know, you know, get a draw, um, which then obviously made it um, a little bit easier for us. Um, it'll be sad to see him go, um, but you know, he will always be welcome back at, at Everton as 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 a player. Uh, it's just a shame we couldn't say goodbye to him yesterday for one reason or another. But you know, what a what a character. Uh, personally, I don't know what you think. I'd I'd, I'd keep Cody. You know, I, I would I'd quite happily let Holgate and Keane go, get Branthwaite back. I'd keep Cody personally as one of yeah. the defenders in there, purely purely because of his leadership skills. That, you know, and and obviously, if we do want to play in a five, as as he said himself, um, you know, he does play better in a five, uh, as Dice said. Um, you know, and and he's a leader. You know, we, we we've been saying for years we haven't got many leaders. You know, him, Coleman, um, you know. Possibly Tarkowski, maybe. You know, they're the leaders in the squad. There's not many in there. You know what I mean? And, and, and I thought he was excellent yesterday, by the way. In a high-pressure game, you know, you know, he's, he's come out the cold and played and, and, and played very, very well. He had a crucial, you know, Pickford semi-save. You know, he kicked it off the line, basically, there. Um, I thought he was outstanding yesterday. So, um, you know, there's loads of decisions to be made, but we've got to get that recruitment right. If we don't get that recruitment right and we're short again in areas again, then we, you know, don't be surprised if we're, if we're scrapping and get away at the bottom again by January. Yeah, the, the centre half, the centre half position is, is a is a bit of a question going into the summer. Like I said earlier on, and you see Yeri Mina on his way. I thought yet again yesterday he was terrific, Ronnie. He? he was doing what he always does. Brilliant. He lined up Solanke all game, all game, and Solanke reacted every single time. The one you mentioned there where. Where Cody cleared it off the line and Pickford obviously has gone down. He got injured, didn't he, at that particular point? And there was a little bit of a, a fracas between everybody and Solanke. And Sarkowski came steaming over. Mina was steaming over. Um, and that's just what he's all about, isn't he? You know, we know he's great in the air. So even when Kiefer Moore came on, I thought Mina did well against him. Um, you, you know, he's going to wind people up. He, you know, we'd be throwing some great tackles, a great block when when Tarkowski lost it, edge of the box for uh, late on in the first half, great block for Mina. So we're going to miss him. You know, we, we are going to miss him and, and him being fit and coming into the side late on in the season has been a blessing in disguise and is one of the factors, I think, why we've, why we've stayed up because, you know, Michael Keane was struggling hugely and, yeah, Mina comes in and brings that little bit of calm um, and, and all those those major attributes that, that he's got. And then Connor Cody, like you say, I said it the other week, I, I was now more inclined, if, if they want sort of three million quid for the Wolves, then give it them, because we need those kind of players in and around the squad. Fantastic yesterday. Fantastic, Connor Cody. You know, that's what he's all about. As you say, in the back three, Connor Cody is is, is terrific, and, and he deserves immense praise, I think, for that performance. So a, a proper leader. Um, and, there's, you know, for that kind of money, Assume we've got, you know, we are going to move players on. There will be some money to spend. It's a drop in the ocean, nearly that, isn't it? That kind of fee. Um, and, and I think right, he's an England, England international for three million quid. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, and and he's a great character to have around the train. Yeah, you know, he's, 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 
you mentioned the interview afterwards with Dice. His interview afterwards was superb as well. Yeah. He, he kept on saying, oh, we, we, we can't be here again. We were here last year. You know, we, uh, and hold on, mate, you weren't even playing. Yeah. That almost yeah. taking responsibility for it. And, you know, and, and, and that, that's what you want. That's what you want. And then, look, at the end of the day, he's, you know, he's, he's a local lad. You know, it, it, for him, it would be the move that he wants. He? he wants to come back here. I believe, I think you'll know better than me, but his kids are at Finch Farm as well, aren't they? You know what I mean? So Yeah, like, yeah they, they play for one of the, well, I'm not sure if it's, if it's if it's two kids, but definitely one of them plays for one of the, the uh, academy sides at Finch Farm. So it suits, yeah. I mean, it suits him, of course. His family are, are not far outside the city. So for him to be in, in and around this area is ideal for him, hence why he made the move in the first place. And, you know, it was nailed on. He would have, would have been signed if, if Frank Lampard was still here. He had the drop in form. We all admitted that, and, and he was greatly taken out of the the, the starting eleven by by Sean Dyche. But when he's when he's come back in, when even off the bench, you know he's done he's done a real job. You know even against Man City, I think he did he did all right when he came off the bench off the top of my head, and then to come in and start the game and and play how he played that that, that shows well, it's a testament to the man really. Um, and and he's such a professional, and no, no reason why we, we we can't make that deal happen. But you know, let's just go back to the game, just if we can, because one one player who will be here next year was given a one year contract extension this week is is Abdullah Dekore. Five goals since Sean Dice has come in, his best ever Premier League scoring season. I think I read I read yesterday, he scored some absolute. Worldy goals, hasn't he? You know, we didn't think he he had them in him. To to be honest with you, because his technique is a little bit uh, hit and miss to say to say the least. But if one man was going to pop up yesterday, and and get the goal for us, it was him, wasn't it? Because since Sean Dyche has come in, he's coming out of the cold. He's probably been Sean Dyche's most important player or one of. Um, but what a strike that is by Decore and and Guy Neville said obviously the Gansy was shaking. The, the ground was shaking for a good 10 minutes. I've never, ever heard a reaction to a goal like that. Seen, you know, heard the noise afterwards in terms of the songs. It was so, so loud. Um, but what 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 a strike that was. He, he, he couldn't have caught it any better. And I think if he started to do it another 100 times, he, would, he wouldn't hit it in exactly the same fashion, would he? No, mate, he, he totally pured it, didn't he? Right out of the middle. Um the balls fell kindly for him. Onana's competed for a header. I thought it was an issue. Onana who got the header, it wasn't. You know, but he put enough pressure on the defender, so you, you know the defender could only nod it out to the edge of the box. It sat up perfectly for him. He's got his knee over it, and he, he's absolutely just—he just ripped it. It's one of those instant moments. So in sport, where you, where you haven't got time to think. Yeah, you know I mean, it's just instinct, and it was instinct. He just absolutely just laced it uh, and caught it perfectly. I think Neville was saying there was a slight deflection. Um, I don't think it changed anything on the ball whatsoever. You know, what I mean, it was going where it was going, and keeper had no chance. And their keeper had made a few good saves up to that point as well. You know, it, um, I was thinking we're going to have another Iverson moment here. You know, I mean, cause their main keeper was obviously out, apparently a family bereavement or something. And then you know they brought in a kid out the cold, who then starts pulling off worldy saves. He, he pulled off a good save from Garner in the first half. Pulled off another good save from James Garner. You know, and then obviously it's a save from Damari Gray with the with the header, which Gray should have scored. He sort of pulled out of the header. Yeah, you know I mean, that should have been a definite goal. But again, good save. And you're thinking, Jesus, this fella's going to have another Iverson moment. But thank God for that. And like you said, it's a, it's a hell of a finish from Decore. And you know, he's been like a new signing for Dice. He wasn't able to sign any obviously in the win in the January window. But um, the Corey coming in out of the cold has, has actually almost been like a new signing for him, and he has he has been vital because we saw how much he was missed after the sending off against Spurs. You know that could have been a turning point for us in the season. You know Harry Kane has said it before. You know got him sent off, fellow professional for behaving the way he did, and not only did that affect us in the Spurs game, which we possibly could have gone on and won because we were the better side. You know it then affected us for the next three games after that, where we struggled to get results without the Corey in there. Um, but that's the way the game was going to be yesterday, Mike. You know, with no, like you said, no full-backs, no forwards. We had a winger playing up front again. You know, it, it was always going to be a tight game. It was never going to be, you know, like Brighton where it all clicked the other week when we had Calvert Lewin playing, was it? You know, it was always going to be a tight game. And they're difficult games to manage them because I said to you, 
you know, it's, it's kind of that stick or bust scenario. I'd rather as a needed the win if it had been can you imagine what it would have been like if it was nil nil then with half an hour to go because then the players don't know well, should we go and try and get a goal or you know it basically would have been like it was for the last 10 minutes for like half an hour wouldn't it just camped on the edge of our own box um but no to be fair it was, it was a hell of a goal and like i said earlier it'll go down in history now as one of those goals you know that'll be replayed over and over again um but i thought you know he look, every one of them yesterday credit to the team Credit to the team with the work rate, credit with their application. You know, there's a lot of pressure on those players yesterday. And look, the professional footballers, that's their job to stand up to that. But the way they handled themselves, they didn't let the emotion get carried away. You know, they, they, were, they were superb yesterday. And, um, you know, like special mention to James Garner, like you said, who I thought was excellent at right wing back. Absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, he, he, you know, asking him to play in that position, he's a, he's a proper footballer. Him, you know, he's got a football brain. Um, you know, I think that could prove to be a very, very shrewd sign in that, by the way. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit worried worried at the start. I don't know whether you felt this from where you were. They were getting in behind McNeil quite a bit on that side, early doors, and they were playing out from the back. And I felt initially, and I think Neville mentioned it on commentary, going, yeah, with the way Everton is set up here, Bournemouth have got an easy out here. They've got an easy out um through their fullback, particularly on the, on the other side with Onano, who was you know pressing down the right side, um, they were getting they were getting out quite easily playing out. We we didn't know whether kind of to press or not to press. Eventually, I think we figured that out. But in the first ten minutes, they were get, you know they put three or four crosses in, didn't they? Certainly down McNeil's side. And I'm starting to worry a bit there, going like, hold on, the system is 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 not working. But I think eventually we got to grips with it and we sort of controlled the rest of the game after that. I think I think in terms of that situation, I think we knew or we know the importance of, of Dwight McNeil in an attacking sense. So obviously we know he's been hindered uh, in that Wolves game when he was playing left back. So in that in that situation, he couldn't really get forward. Whereas yesterday, when you're wing back, the idea is you you attack and defend. Um, so it was almost as if he was trying to push on. And he was pushing on, but then it was leaving gaps in, in behind, which is not his fault. You know, you should have the cover from centre halves and and also your, your centre mids dropping in. So it was a little bit of a, of a tricky situation. But like you say, Everton adapted well, I thought, and, and we did figure them out. And out of the two sides in the first half, we, we were marginally the better side. We gave up possession, which is what we've done quite often. But I'd certainly say we, we were the better side in, in the first half. Couple of chances, you know. Um, the goalkeepers made a, a couple of saves from from Garner Gay, from James Garner as well, um, and things just weren't stopping for us really in, in that first half. And by the way, turning those rounds to, to shoot towards the Gladys in the first half was not well received either. Um, that, that and, and you know they've done it on purpose quite clearly. Um, anything to get under our skin, but they were also wasting time from the first minute. As per usual, the referee didn't get a grip of it at any point in the game. You know, if it's if it's us, do you, do you remember was it the City game where Pickford was getting pulled by the referee? Was Anthony Taylor in the first minute? So as soon as Pickford he thought wasted any kind of time, he was getting told. Whereas Bournemouth was just doing whatever they wanted. It was just it was just an absolute fast. But Everton, like you say, adapted. Um and he, he just wondered, he just wondered with if the goal will come, that was the big thing because, the, like I said, the message never ever changed, did it? It was always very much a case of if we score, or we win. Oh, sorry, if we win the game, we're safe. So it went was nil nil. Just need a goal. Just need a goal. And Everton pushed, and you know it. It comes in the end, of course, in and around the the hour mark, and the the relief was, was there. And I've seen footage since. Obviously, we were talking earlier on about when scores were. Were coming through to us at Goodison, I, you know, looking at, at the footage from from Leicester, you know, they they were fairly buoyant. They were one nil up at the time, and then we, when it when it went through that we'd gone one nil up, the way that the, that it all died down, it, it went it went scarily quiet, and you know, it shows you the what impact a goal can have on other games. I said this before the game: if we score. And obviously the fans find out that Leicester, especially and Leeds, it's going to impact them and the atmosphere, and that impacts their players. So that that's why it was so important. I, I wanted an early goal, didn't get it, but when it happened, 
we not not so much relaxed, but there was a little bit of relief, impacted things elsewhere. And we, you know, we, we had a few hairy moments, didn't we? You know, before the end of the game, of course, not none more so than than that volley. Um, was it in stoppage time? It's Pickford is okay, good height, but he's got to be switched on to make that save, hasn't he? And he was. Um, Pies it away, and you're thinking, oh, I think that was about 92nd or 93rd minute, and you could see the footage from the Everton fans, and it was just that you know, don't don't do it because again, if we concede, we're down. So typical Everton fashion, wasn't it? A one nil win, uh, nervy, of course, um, but 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 greeted with it with immense immense relief. I saw the linesman actually. I was watching the linesman on our side, and I knew it was close to time. Uh, fella behind me had, had his stopwatch on when they when they announced it, and I knew it was close. And I saw the lines, and he was about fifteen yards on the pitch. So I thought the whistle's going to go here because he, he he was gone, knew and knowing the fans were going to come on. The, the whistle went, and then obviously one of those. I just sat down. I just sat down, um, sort of head in my hands, thinking about it. Just, just, just thankful that we we had survived. Obviously, we saw the scenes. Then what? There was a a, a semi pitch invasion. Was those of us who who didn't run on weren't overly impressed, should we say? Um, I, I think, personally speaking, you know, each to their own. Totally unwarranted. What are we doing? What are we doing that for? And also, what what it did, you know, it, it galvanised the fans who were in the stands. You know, you, you heard you heard all the shouts of sack the board. You heard all the shouts of not fit to run the club, and that for me was was the idea of response. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Yes, the sack, the sack report uh, chants were, were were totally warranted. Like you said, it galvanised the fans. Some of them running on the pitch. It's not something we want to celebrate two years in a row. You know, pitch invasion at the end. I mean, last year it was complete relief. This year it was complete relief. But also, you know, the board, like I said before, Mashiri now, there's obviously lots of rumours flying around that we've agreed a deal, obviously, with an investment partner now to come in. You know, that will be the timing then where he has to announce that, obviously, Denise and, and um, Bill to step down. That has to happen. You know, it has to happen because it's a big reason why there's such fracture in the fan base right now. And, you know, they have to bring people in, you know, and allow the people in their jobs to do their jobs within the club. They have to. It's as simple as that. You know, we have to be run. We can't compete with the big boys in the league financially. You know, we had our moment in the sun where we were throwing loads of money around like kids in a sweet shop with no structure. But now we have to run like like a Brighton, like a Brentford. You know, we have to be savvy in the market. You know, you look at Brighton already. This, you know, they're already got signings lined up because they know the likes of McAllister are going, Caicedo's going, possibly Matoma. You know, they know that's happening, but they've already got the players lined up. You know that that there is 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 the, the you know how you run a football club, and it's exactly how we should be running. You know we know, for example, like you said, there's likely that Onana's going to go. We know that obviously Mina's going to our contract. He'll be going. There'll be other players leaving. You know we we should now have these players, their replacements lined up. Now you'd like to think now, Felwell and everyone else, you know within the financial limitations that we will have because there will be, you know those players are now lined up. Yeah, and, and that's that's how we've got to operate now. It's as simple and as straightforward as that. If we get that bit right, I don't think we'll see what we saw yesterday. You know, in terms of where we are, in terms of you know, last day of the season, trying to scramble and stay in the league, because you know that recruitment piece is is important. And you can do it. There are players out there if you scout them properly. You know what I mean? And 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 you can look. Like I said, I keep on referring back to it. You know, Brighton are just a superbly oiled machine, but that's taking a bit of time to do that. But the way they've done it is superb and it's, it's there to be envied and it's there to be, you know, they qualified for Europe and I'm so happy for them to do that because they deserve it. And and we've got to look at that model and go, right, that's how we need to be operating. That's how we need to be doing it. You know, we've, we've signed the likes of James Garner in now. 
you, know, you look at the likes of Nathan Patterson, people, you know, they'll hopefully go on to be really good players for us. And the, the signs are like they are. But we also need to be we also need to be looking at, you know, how else are we going to basically, you know, solve our goal scoring problems? Because the biggest reason why we are where we were this this season is is the lack of goals. It's the lack of goals is is the main reason why we are where we are. Um, defensively, Lampard shows you know, to, to to strengthen at the back because obviously we like you know you said earlier when we conceded one, we looked like we conceded two or three. You know, he kind of did solve that to an extent, um, but then there was obviously still parts there that where it was broken. And as a result, because we ploughed a lot of our money into that area, we then didn't obviously strengthen appropriately up front, and that's cost us. So, yeah, you know, the the chance for sat the board going back to your point, we're, we're right, and and you know the fans have got every right to, to you know to be singing that, and and all of us believe the same, and they need to restructure that. Whether Mashiri stays on, will only time will tell. I do think he will. I think he just needs these investment partners to come in now, which will fund the rest of the stadium. Hopefully, put a bit of money into the club as well, and then you know let let's see where we are after after the the transfer window. But yeah, you know, I just hope you know we're organised for once, mate. Well, for me, it, it's time. You know, it, it it's potentially the the great summer reset, really, isn't it? And it's it's a watershed moment. I think I think survival is is a watershed moment in terms of now the the direction of this club because I've said it time and again. Relegation equals potentially extinction, and people don't really want to believe it, but it had massive ramifications for for our football club more than maybe people even realised. And you know, you think back over the years, and and we shouldn't have to be have to be getting involved with these kinds of discussions. We shouldn't have to be thinking about Everton's plight from a, a money perspective and the fact we've been running to the ground, and you know, we're we've still got this independent commission situation. We we've got hang over our heads, which the rumours are it's going to be in around October by the time we get any kind of resolution from that. Um, but we've got a chance now this summer to to wipe the slate clean, make the relevant changes at board level, which there's already a lot of talk about that. I would I would hopefully expect that in the in this week that we're we're now in, that we will see changes and we will see certain people removed. Um, and I think you know it's time for for us all to, to start healing a little bit after a difficult last couple of years. It's it's time for Farhad Mashiri to, to, to build bridges because he's going to be here. So it's time for him to build bridges and start to, to take action uh, at, at his level. The, the relationship between fans and, uh, and the board is irreparable. We know that. We know that's not going to change until obviously we, we have these uh, changes at board level. And this is now the ideal time to do it. And, and I hope that the Farhad Mishiri yet again realises how important we are to this football club, how important once again we have been to the survival of this football club. No other club does it. No other club, if you if you look at what I put out by the BBC, I think it was yesterday, uh, Saturday, sorry, it went out. And I was asked to put a little piece together about, about the game Sunday, what it means, ramifications, all that. And then you read what the Leicester fan put in particular. The Leicester fan said that I don't care if we go down because we won the league a few years ago in the FA Cup. So, and this is this is the mentality. There's no fans like ours. We we've got elite mentality. The club haven't, but we have, and we expect our club to get the in the Premier League fighting on on all fronts. It's that simple, and it's time now the board and the owner had that same kind of mentality and we've got a chance now to reset back the manager let him start to bring his own players in let's get that balance of the squad right let's move players out who don't want to be here let's get the, the dead wood out let's move the players on here out of contact who we're not going to offer a new deal to let's wipe the slate clean and let's now look to move forward as a club and, and as a fan base that's that, that's the key message for me for for, for this summer yeah, I can't help but agree with that, mate. I think that you know, I think all fans agree with that. You know, all of us now can hopefully relax and enjoy enjoy our summer now because uh, it's been absolutely torturous for the last few months in particular. So, you know, we can all hopefully relax. Like I said before, you know, we can work behind the scenes now. You know, we've got to look, we've got this ground to look forward to as well, haven't we? 
Do you know what I mean? I, I, we want to be going into Bramley more. This, this is Goodison's last season now, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? We want to be going into Bramley more as a Premier League club. You know, if that's not an incentive, then, then what is? You know what I mean? We've we've got to be we've got to be looking to build a squad worthy of that stadium now. You, know, you guys went there for a drink beforehand yesterday. The sheer size of it when you walk past of it is is, is so impressive. Yeah, you know, can you imagine our fan base? The best thing about Everton Football Club is the fans. You just said there. You know, a lot of them have lived through success. You know, we sadly missed the 80s success, didn't we? That the club was, you know, when when it was at the peak of its powers, when it was last at its peak of its powers. You know, we we want those times again. Yeah, you know, it's a lot harder nowadays with obviously football and the finances and and everything else. It's it's, it's almost now an impossible, but it, it it doesn't make it impossible. You know what I mean? And we we want, we've got to be looking to get back to where we were, even if it was under the times and the Moyes where we, you know we were punching above our weight, and you know we were basically pushing pushing teams for the you know for the Champions League positions, and you know some of the nonsense spouted out by some Liverpool fans. You know, I had some Liverpool fans with me on this Portugal trip, and you know it's embarrassing some of the stuff they were coming out with. You know what I mean? In terms of like, oh yeah. It'd be great if you if you went down, you could actually win something then in the championship. You know, comments. I know, I know a lot of that is sending the rod out looking for bites and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be having conversations like that. You know what I mean? It wasn't that long ago that Liverpool had Roy Hodgson there. We were finishing above them in the league. You know what I mean? And the Moyes and that. So you know, I, I just want us. I want us. You know, I want us to have our football club back to a point where we're actually competing for things. The whole point of football is, you know, is you want you want to win titles. You know, we haven't been near a title for a long time, have we? You know, and and then, you know, that's where I want us to be, and that that stadium is worthy of that. You know, Mashiri will will sell up, and it'll be like he will sell once we're once we're in the ground, and that will be his legacy. You know, the amount of money that's been pumped into the club from his side, that legacy as well will be left. Will be that stadium. And we all know, you know, Goodison, as much as we love it, and it was at its very best yesterday, we need to move. We need to move. You know, well, we needed to move, and we need to move, and it's going to happen. And, you know, that noise, can you imagine that noise in that new stadium? You know, it, it'll be absolutely incredible, mate. And, and you know, and the, the, these, are the, these are the positives we've, we've got to work towards. And, you know, I, I, just, I just hope the club now make the right decisions for once and, and, and you know, we can start to see things going in the right direction. Yeah, you know, we, we put off looking forward to, to, to Bramley more, haven't we, for, for so many months, you know, um, it, it's something that we haven't been able to concentrate on, isn't it, at all, and we should be able to, should be looking forward to it, you know, there, there's no ground like Goodison Park, we we know that, but we know we've got to move for, for, for our future, and yesterday was was another one of, of Goodison Park's finest moments from a, a fan perspective, because like I say, there's no fans like ours. The, the noise that was created was just was sensational. All game, we stuck with we stuck with the players, stuck with the task. At times, it was it was so so loud. I, you know, you mentioned there, Gary Neville saying the gangster was shaking, the ground was shaking to its core. It was just unbelievable. Um, and Bramley Moore, I'm sure, will be able to replicate that and more. You know, over over ten thousand more people in there. It's going to be tight. It's good. It's going to be compact, which is what it's all about. And you know, with the, with the way that it's been it's been designed uh, acoustically, it's it's going to keep that sound in there. So it's gonna it's going to be fantastic, of course. And we can now begin to look forward. We can spend this summer hopefully relaxing, seeing what the manager can do, bringing in his own players. Exciting to see who, who we, we can get through the door, and 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 how we're going to line up in that that first game of the season. Um, but listen, we can all take a breath. We can all now look to switch off. We've deserved it. I'm heading off for a few days now to uh, to your homeland, Lee. Uh, off off up to, to Snowdonia for a few days. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I need it. You know, it was got to got to be. You know, the, the the escape from Everton from a, a negative perspective or a, or a positive one. Um, so I'm delighted it's, it's the latter. Delighted we've survived. Um, but a big thank you to to um, to all of our listeners. Of course, this season has been a difficult one as ever. We we do appreciate everybody who 
who comes on the show, who listens to the show, who interacts with us on, on Twitter, whether they agree with us or not. Um, social media is a massive, massive way for us to, to improve and build and, and speak to more people. And, and we do appreciate that. Taking your time out to, as I say, to listen to us is, is massively important to us. It allows us to, to, to do what we can do in supporting people within the community, within charities, fellow Everton fans. It allows us to do all of that because you listen. Massive, massive thanks to, to Sports Social. Um, but being fantastic, we, we are continuing with them, despite trying to be poached by somebody else, which we will we will not go into. Um, fanatics still linked with them. Fantastic. Look forward to the to the new Everton kit launch. Um, myself, Lee, and Pete. Pete's gone off. By the way, we haven't just ignored him for the last half an hour. He has to have to get off, so he's uh, he's he's gone. He's gone from this, from today's show. We all appreciate each other. We enjoy doing the show. Um, Lee wants me to mention the fantasy football because he won it. No what no one really cares, you know. The only thing the only thing that it means is you can go for another another twelve months. Uh lately over to you on, on that one. Do, do you want to fill everyone on the fantasy football? No, you'd have to mention it, mate. You don't have to mention it at all. <laughs> Making out like I wanted it mentioned. Oh nice. No, uh, you, you just dropped a massive message that flashed on my screen saying mention fantasy football. So uh, I thought that was a bit of a hint. Stop fibbing, mate. Come on, stop fibbing. <laughs> um no, no, but look. Just, just to echo your comments, no, no, thank you to everybody for you know for, for who's involved. You know, all our guests that have been on, who've been brilliant and contributed. Thank you, to, thanks to everyone who, who listens, obviously, and interacts with us on 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 the social side. I know mainly you you run that, Mike, and, and credit to you. You know, you you give up a lot of your time to run that. You know, you, you know, you get involved in some great conversations online. I think you represent us brilliantly on on on, on Twitter. And, and on other social platforms, um, some conversations obviously um, aren't always the most pleasant, but that's the way social media is. But you know, we fundamentally we enjoy doing what we do. We get together, you know, weekly, sometimes more. We do the B side to talk about other things in sport, which I really enjoy doing as well. You know, big thanks to the guests that have come on for that. You know, if anyone's not listened to any of those B sides, they're, they're a great listen. You know, the ones we liked with, with Danny, Danny Donnerkin particularly recently, was brilliant. Really enjoyed doing that. We've had Troy Townsend on. Is that massive shout out to those guys. Um, and we'll be doing a few B-sides again over the summer as well. We've got a few lined up. Um, you know, a, a former favourite who's been on uh, a lot of times now but doesn't have the time anymore, El Pavote. He'll, he'll be coming on over the summer um, with Tim to talk about Obviously, their 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 business now that in terms of you know scouting and everything else and the clubs they're working with, um, I'm looking forward to doing that one. Um, and obviously, you know everyone's a big fan of Piv. He's a great guy, knows his stuff. Um, but yeah, but just big thanks, like you just said there, to, to everyone involved. It allows us to sort of anything we make from it, we 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 reinvest it. Like you said, a lot of it into local charities. We do a lot with the Everton in the community guys. Big thanks to them. You know, uh, particularly with the guys from the Veterans Hub and things like that. I think we've done a lot with those guys as well. Um, but yeah, no, look, fundamentally, really enjoy it. Uh, really enjoy, you know, just having, having, like we said at the very start when we started, just try and have a sensible conversation about our football club and a football club we all love. Um, and fortunately, you know, we've, we've gained a little bit of traction, and you know, it's 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 great. It's great to have these conversations. So, uh, big thanks. But you do want to mention that you won the fantasy league, didn't you? Oh yeah, and I won the fantasy football. So we put that in there. So so Lee, Lee's won once again. Um, so he, he can glue for the next, as I say, for the next twelve months. I think I finished. I finished one hundred twenty fifth out of one hundred twenty eight. So I, I had a fantastic season. Escape relegation by a place like Everton. So I've done quite well there. I think. Uh, I think that I think sums up our football football knowledge there, mate. You finished the Well, I think I think it sums up the fact that I switched off the, the fantasy league in about December. Um, but we, we'll say no more about that. But yeah, fantastic, fantastic season for us as a as a podcast. Difficult time, as we know, but we we, we do enjoy getting together again and having these counselling sessions, which is what they've been for the last sort of nine or ten months or so. So we can now go off into the summer. Like Lee said, I would get a couple of B-sides out, of course, a couple of uh, transfer shows, of, of course, as well as as hopefully we start to get some some players in. Um, but I think it's all time for us to go and have a little bit of a lie down 
uh, for those of you who, who enjoy a, a pint or a, a nice nice glass of wine, have a, have a few of them over the summer. Enjoy your holidays. And we will be back, as I say, over the course of the summer with with more Everton, Everton chat. Uh, hopefully with the in, in a more relaxed, more relaxed tone. But thanks for listening. We enjoy doing the show. We enjoy interacting with everybody. And we will catch you soon. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.